Just do it. I'm just gonna just do it. Dive, dive right in there. Do it. Uh, Already on borrowed time. Yeah, <laughs> very, very much, very much so. Uh, welcome, welcome back, buddy. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. I'm good. a little bit. We're we're all everyone over here. We're all out of sorts because we did like a of course flight last night from uh, eleven. PM to four thirty AM. Ooh. So it's been a little bit of a bumpy, bumpy day with Ooh. the with the kids and all of that. Mm. Oh hey, there's my little camera hub popping up. Uh there's uh there's also a little bit of crinkling action happening. Some some cellophane or something. Oh, you mean me just like playing with Velcro with my hands? <laughs> yeah, yes, that's that's yeah. exactly what I'm hearing. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wow, that's, that's like a not a feature of the recording. Yeah. It's a very specific sound. A very specific sound. Um, so you're you're on borrowed time. You're on. We're all. I mean, we're all on borrowed time, John. We're all on. I Let's, mean, <laughs> all of us. <laughs> Let's just be honest. There's. We are. We are not permanent here. For better or for worse, I think for better. I don't know if I would want to stick around forever. You know. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Uh, I subscribe to that sort of notion that we've seen in fiction over the years that like mm-hmm. full on immortality is a curse. Yes. More than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. But um well hey, let's John, let's since we are on borrowed time, let's hop right into our our podcast here. This is just gonna be what I do mean, you th- what where do you we're think? at right now unquestionably yeah. formula yeah. one itself yeah is on borrowed time it does we are it is right now technically race week yes yes absolutely what day is this the race w- on what what first of all what day is it happening <laughs> it's that race right? is the race is happening technically saturday so everything okay. i guess everything is kind of like bumped back a day, right? Like we're doing practice on Thursday. Is that correct? Bumped up a day, not bumped back. A yes. Day. Uh, yes. Well, hold on. Let's. We got to intro the podcast. Welcome to the F1 Files, folks. This is our Formula One <laughs> podcast. Uh, we're just a couple of best friends who have loved F1 forever, even though it's currently really, really not loving us back. Um, as with as you just heard, uh, I, I'm Corey Willis. I'm one of the hosts. I'm a writer, actor, improviser out here in Los Angeles, California. And this is John Lapore, creative consultant, designing the future for film, technology, and automotive, holding it down on the East Coast. Uh, so yeah. you will, Corey, you'll be able to enjoy the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Enjoy and theoretically live. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, you will be able to view the the broadcast of mm-hmm. the Las Vegas Grand Prix live. That's the right way. To since you're it. a West Coaster, it's going to be on the late side, Corey. Mm. Uh, what, what is it? Uh, qualifying, I think, is at 
midnight? Is it midnight Vegas time? Oh, it's midnight Vegas time. So that makes it what eleven p.m. Yeah, your time. Eleven o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, that's fine. That's fine. So yeah. that will be, I, I believe, two a.m. my time, which is not fun. Which is which is not great for an American Grand Prix. Um, there's the the race itself. I'm trying to find. Oh, they don't have the like the local time updated on the on the app just oh, yet don't. let me see well will will if i i've if got I my to it, will it give me the oh there we go i found it yeah okay. yeah i've got quality so i like using the app because the app gives you yeah like my local time as opposed to me then trying to figure out like wait hold on how do i relate to greenwich mean time and whatnot right all part of the fun of being a formula one fan all right yeah. So this is the breakdown. Practice one mm-hmm. is at eleven thirty p.m. my time. Okay, so that's a nice like that's a nice prime time viewing hour for for you. Mm-hmm. Practice two is going to be at your midnight, my three a.m. Yes. Uh and then wait a second. Practice three is okay. So practice three is also happening in the same stretch. No, I'm Te- confused. Technically, is happening no, because practice, practice three is practice two practice starts is, at midnight Friday, and yeah, then yeah. practice three starts at ten thirty Friday. Yeah. So practice three will be eleven thirty p.m. My local time. Yeah. Qualifying will be at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Or sorry, 3 in the morning. 3 in the morning for you. Yeah, it's midnight for me. And then the race itself is going to be 1 in the morning for me. 10 p.m. for you. Yep. Uh, 11 11 p.m. local. So, all right. Mm -hmm. So there's been... A lot. There's of, so much. There's so much. we yeah. gotta we gotta go back and talk about Brazil. So yeah, I don't well, even I don't even I don't even want to litigate yeah, Brazil. Okay, let's yeah, yeah, yeah let's yeah, all right, yeah. let's let's just, like like fart out some Brazil for okay. me. Uh, uh, let, well, let's it just, was rough. It was rough. It. Well, I'm just gonna fart out the bad uh, because you never fart out the good. You keep the good. You you absorb the good. So let's just yeah. fart out the bad. Uh, first of all, we had uh, Mercedes. Uh, finishing a full 20 seconds slower this year than they did last year in the sprint race. So George Russell uh. finished a full 20 seconds slower. That it, that means the car was 20 seconds slower this year than it was last year. So that like absolutely frames the context Yikes. of Brazil for yeah. two dedicated Mercedes uh, and Hamilton fans. Yeah. Hamilton finishes eighth just goes backwards in the sprint race has a couple of great moves up top just terrible terrible setup for the car uh it was just it was just abysmal george retired from the race hamilton finished 8th almost didn't finish like literally almost didn't finish in the points yeah. um charles leclerc his car locked up going 
like 80 miles per hour on the formation lap because there was like a fuel pump failure or some sort of catastrophic failure uh, or cooling temperature sensor failure or something. So, yeah, he just that that's like the highlight of the weekend is Charles Leclerc, uh, like just sc- like at the top of his lungs uh, screaming, uh, why the f- am I so unlucky? Why the f- yeah. am I so unlucky? And yeah. there's been like a whitewashing campaign of uh, of every single person in F1 media just being like, Charles just said, why am I so unlucky? He didn't say that. He dropped the F-bomb twice and was like doing prayer hands up. Just like, my God, what have I done? What have I done wrong to make my luck this bad? Uh, so those are the highlights of Brazil. The highlights. Oh, It was rough. Yeah. Max won both races. Max won in Brazil for the first time he's ever won in Brazil. It's pretty much locked up the idea of uh, Red Bull getting a 1-2 in the Drivers' Championship. They've won the Constructors' Championship by the greatest margin of any constructor. Uh, I think they'll score over 500 points in Constructor uh, points by the end of this coming weekend. So not even the last race. Like... This is it's rough. Things things are bad right now. Um, but we're going into Vegas. We're going into Vegas. John, do you want? Do you have anything else you wanted to say about Brazil? Oh, um, for, Fernando and Checo. That that's yeah. Highlight. Fernando that's and Checo. Uh, that was that's exhilarating. Yes. I, 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 somehow I didn't get the same thrill out of that that I think everyone everywhere else. Yeah received i mean I, I, it was it was very exciting to yeah. see but i think i don't know it just felt like it was uh, uh it, it felt like there weren't the kind of stakes attached to it that i was looking for at, mm-hmm. at least um mm-hmm. but uh, i mean still still pretty pretty dramatic pretty epic like a a, yeah. a near photo finish yeah and seeing you know the actual like image of the two cars crossing the finish line that like the sensor of the camera couldn't properly photograph both cars at speed without condensing them due to the like physical nature of the way those things work and function just kind of, kind of wild, uh, kind of wild stuff. Yep. Yep. That was, that was really cool. But that was, it and that was for the third place on the podium that's like the most exhilarating part of the weekend was watching the third step of the podium get fought over yeah uh which is like i mean it's it's also brazil too i john i want to go to this race so bad i would have been so upset if i had gone to this race this year (laughs) like i would have been devastated if i went to this race one because of the weather. The weather, like as soon as the weather blew in and those skies darkened, like I got, yep. I felt the PTSD setting in from our experience. Uh, and I don't say PTSD lightly, folks. This is not me joking around about, like, right. This was like I felt the fear in my bones, John, uh, in that third third qualifying session. Uh, yeah, I will say that was. I think that was my number one highlight mm-hmm. of the Brazil weekend was just seeing 
these clouds swoop in yeah. and all of a sudden these guys are racing at night yeah at a track that is not equipped for them to be doing as such with no lighting or no. whatnot and it just was like immediately mega dark like that was that was pretty cool to see that so i'm like cool. a windswept hilltop that sits above one lake and below another lake it's like the worst possible place to drive when like the like when like the brazilian weather um when that part of the country gets bad weather it's like akin to like tornado alley uh except like somehow there's topography uh it's wild it's wild so that was that was cool terrifying but cool so now we exist in the brief moments that are left in our lives before yeah. the first ever we Las gotta Vegas Grand Prix we, is you, run. You, we need to be borrowed like, time, baby. We really are in borrowed time. We are we the, like whatever juice is left in this fruit. We need to squeeze it and we need to savor it and we need to like look deeply in each other's eyes as we're savoring these last little bit of like, yeah, I guess like, uh, unashamed fandom. Like I, I, after there's going, it's crazy. Cause there, there really is like, there's been this like window, John, and we've operated so perfectly in it where it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm a guy who loves yeah. F1. Yeah. I follow the race all the time. I pay extra money. I like stay up late. I go to bed early. I, do all the things I, I, you know, I'm one of those people. And then it became like cool and kind of popular to be like a formula one fan. And I think by the early hours of probably Saturday before the race even happens, we're going to get, there's going to be a fatigue that hits the fandom of formula one harder than it's hit any fandom. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified, John. I've been looking forward to it now. I'm like, oh no, (laughs) I might be like the, uh, oh, what's, what's her name? Um, uh, the, the woman in, uh, in like the, the asteroid movie where like, it's like an extinction level event and she's standing on the beach with her father and there's just this huge wave coming and like, they've all been anticipating this moment. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, it's here. Oh no, there, we cannot escape the devastation. Like Mercedes rolled it. out a marketing video. Mercedes rolled out like, hey, what we're doing to get ready for F1. And like 90% of it was like, well, the marketing campaign is pretty heavy. Like that was how they're preparing for F1. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where where you at, John? Where you? Oh, all right. So as of right now, there hasn't been, it it hasn't fully unfurled yet, but I'm expecting that that's going to happen pretty much like any second now. Because my understanding is there's a, there's like a opening ceremony or something on Wednesday. Oh, I believe. Okay, sure. Sure. Why Maybe not? Maybe Thursday. I don't know. Why not? Why the hell not? There's, uh, there's all sorts of other chaos that's happening. I mean, there's just going to be, there's, you know, every single team is going to have some sort of special 
event or partnership mm-hmm. or whatever that will be that they'll be kind of pulling the sheet off of as each day of the week goes by. There's going to be a, a Netflix golf tournament. There's going to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw, uh, I was, I was just scrolling through Twitter and one of the things that popped up was that, uh, someone, one of the head promoters, uh, was making, oh, it was, it was, uh, sorry, uh, the CEO of Liberty Media. <laughs> okay. Uh, made a formal apology to the residents of Las Vegas and basically was just like, hey, uh, appreciate everybody putting up with all of this madness. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Danny Rick was on Jimmy Kimmel and, uh, and Jimmy Kimmel was like, Oh yeah, I'm like from Las Vegas and like it's like really exciting that uh that you guys are going to be coming to town and like I got to say like the city's like really excited to have you guys and I there's just like there's so much evidence to the contrary <laughs> that there's just yeah. absolute chaos has been happening in Vegas over the past year and it's like the last few days and they're still painting the curbs like it's right. uh, oh, okay. All right. You said painting the curb. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I thought the curb painting is pretty cool. Did I you thought, see the I curb? It. I love painting? it. I, that's I think it's like, really cool. They've painted the red and white curbs yep. with the little uh, insignias like the suits of, of the, the cards the suits yeah. from the cards, the spades and, and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so that it almost looks like the curves almost begin to resemble like a roulette. Roulette wheels. Table. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, it, that's lovely. I thought that was very nice. Yeah, the for sure. uh, building, the main paddock building, like they like just finished it like the other day, like as yeah. if it's like one of like, these like quite literally HGTV shows, uh, yeah. you know, where like they, they finished it like like hours before. Yeah. They, yeah. Before they, the team showed up. I can only imagine the sort of like bribery for certificates of occupancy and whatever yeah. they're oh, going down in full Vegas. Vegas style. Like who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I they're the, like bringing like wheeling stuff in and like yeah. one of like one of the mechanics like bumps up against the wall and all the other guys are like, Hey, what's on your shirt? And it's literally fresh paint from the wall that they just finished yeah. painting in the garage. Uh, Las Vegas Boulevard has pedestrian bridges every like yep. quarter mile or mm-hmm. so at every intersection, uh, like at, multiple basically at every intersection. And yeah, uh, they they have uh, basically they they have a, a glass you know barrier mm-hmm. on those, but you can you can look over and you know view the yeah. Vegas Strip. It's, I, it's iconic because. Because yeah. those expensive, you know, Formula One cars are going to be racing around. They've put up, uh, I don't know, you know, vinyl, whatever yeah. that just covers the glass, just to just to intentionally obscure the view. Yeah. To any pedestrian. Well, it's like um, it's it's that they're putting up like you you had mentioned this before. They're putting up like vinyl sheeting, and then they're going to be blasting lights at a specific yeah, they're angle, making intentional obstructions. Yeah. Yeah. For anyone that in theory isn't paying for a ticket. Yep. Uh ticket prices are tumbling down sixty percent, I believe. Yeah, There's down sixty percent. Yeah. And that's for like race day tickets are down sixty percent. Which yep. and those tickets are still, I think, for like a general admission or like one of the grandstand tickets, it's still like over a thousand dollars. And 
as John, as people who have gone to F1 races, I can honestly say like the experience of going to the race is, is what you pay for. You're not necessarily paying yeah. for like your seat that you're going to be in. Like you're there, you're walking around the grounds, you're like taking in the sights, buying merchandise, seeing people in getups, uh, just enjoying the fan experience. This having been in Vegas, knowing where they're putting those grandstands, it's going to be an extremely isolated experience as a fan. And you're going to be spending a lot of money to watch cars basically go down straights because yeah, you, you will see cars blip by your section from, from the best I can tell there's not any spot where you would sit, where you would be able to see even more more than than a single corner, you know, and that's yeah that's that's not going to make for a great experience and i don't i mean i still can't even wrap my head around like how you turn an area like that into the sort of like open air like hey walk around the grounds yeah. and and whatnot and i wonder if that's even possible or if it's just going to be like you know uh you oh. you get access to your immediate section and that's it like that's or, it, but yeah. also potentially, I mean, it could be cool that also just like in general, like Vegas as a whole turns into just that hub of yeah, Formula One fandom and, and whatnot. But yeah, it's, it'll be, it'll be interesting to hear from spectators what the experience was like being there. Yeah. Um, I can, I can't imagine. So I can only imagine that the diehards that bought tickets six months ago. Mm hmm are not thrilled with the fact that they the spent like $20,000 on the, on like a ticket yeah. package for them and a couple other people. And now that like, that, that's now currently valued at, yeah. you know, $950, yeah. you know, like, yeah. Oh, uh, that's, that's pretty rough. Um, we're talking a lot of smack and I, I know that we are, but like, it's, we're, I, we're barely scratching the surface of like, well, all right. So here's yeah. the other hurdle that's popped yeah. up. We yeah. were talking about the timing of mm-hmm. the race. Mm-hmm. And somehow it just see it like it just seemed in the last four or five days that yep. people began to realize that like, oh yeah, in you know, mid November at midnight. Midnight. It can get really cold in the desert in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's almost as if the people who organized this race were like, let's, let's rely on what we know about the desert from like sixth grade social studies where like, you just don't take into consideration the altitude or the seasons or the rate of precipitation or any, like any other facet of like what makes a desert a desert the fact that like people die in the desert because they strip off their clothes during the day because it's so hot but then they die from exposure because the temperature shift is so extreme that's just like a known thing once you get above sixth grade it's just like a thing that all of a sudden you learn through like earth studies like i'm talking basic public school education level stuff here folks i'm not saying 
like John and I did not go to a private school. We didn't go like we went to a pretty good public school, but not great. Uh, and we learned that stuff in like seventh grade. So, so, so are you suggesting that Logan Sargent is going to be found like trackside, yes. frozen to death in his underpants? Yeah, like, oh, that's, like uh, uh, the Shining style. Uh, like yeah. Yep. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that poor poor kid. Um, yeah, so that, that we're talking about the temperature, it is going to be, I looked at it, it is going to be, I think when they're packing up the paddock, it should dip around down to like 46 degrees is when like they're loading out all the equipment. So, uh, yeah, during the race itself, it's going to hover around 50 degrees. Fahrenheit. So that's Fahrenheit. I mean, now that's not like that's not that far out of standard operating temperature. No, but I know no. there's also concern because there's the track doesn't look like there's a lot of places to heat up your tires with these mm-hmm. incredibly lengthy yep. straightaways with yep. very brief corners stitching them together. Yes, this is true. It is also a street track. It is made of uh, the the composite. That makes up the concrete in Vegas is very different from the composite that makes up the concrete in Baku, in Monaco, uh, in Singapore, in any of these other areas, in, in any of these other places that have street tracks. Like there, we are we are about to witness maybe one of the like. Mm, I don't want to curse it, but like we may be seeing like a different version of F1 having a huge meltdown similar to like what happened in Indy with the tires. Uh, right. W- w- yeah. Like we may see that kind of like, oh, we're not going to put our drivers out on track if they're going to just careen into a wall because they're trying to jockey yeah. for position going into a corner that's never been taken at 90 plus miles an hour. <laughs> my god it's just it's there's so much uh the pit exit did you see the pit exit like feeds no i heard i heard some murmurs about this what's the deal with the pit exit so the pit exit basically feeds cars directly into the racing line off of the start finish straight so the start finish straight ends and then like as you're like grabbing the apex and shooting for like the straightest line to open up the next corner. That's where the pit dumps cars out. And like, it's not a pit lane where people are going to be getting up to speed. It's like a big banked pit lane, not banked. It's a big curved pit pit lane. Uh, I don't think they're building up the camber on a city street just to make it. So it's like a banked exit. So I'm looking at this right now. I just pulled up an image. Yeah. And I have to imagine the image I'm looking at is the pit entry and not the exit, but it does say the exit. That's the exit. And it would appear as though you would be exiting the pit on like the apex of a corner. Like the fastest, like as you are exiting the corner, trying to get the best speed for the next, it's not even a straightaway, really. It's kind of a sort of a straight there, but like it's you, the cars need to get to the left-hand side of the the road there because it's a big right-hander. So the idea is you like open up the turns as much as you can 
when you're going into them and you close off the turn as much as you can when you're exiting it. And when you're exiting the pit straight, that's the exit we're talking about that you're like narrowing the, the availability of the road so much. Yeah. And then where that availability is, you're going to be like, Oh, let's just put some cars there that are going to be trundling along at like 60 miles an hour with cold brakes and cold tires. So yeah, it, yeah now that there's scrutiny on this like my god my god it is not looking it's not looking good Um, so yeah you said you know we're talking a lot of smack and you know i think it's there are a lot of factors that do Mm -hmm. set it up as though this whole thing could could potentially just be a really bad experience for f1 yeah in general um uh, you know, even just the the bad energy of the fact that like, oh, we priced our tickets way too steeply. Yep. Oh, the sport is maybe headed into a Verstappen recession. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of these factors coming together and having this insanely overly lavish Grand Prix. Uh, it could be a recipe for disaster. Um, it really could, a couple other cringy bits, (laughs) uh, the cringy bits, (laughs) I believe there's, I think that's the episode title, John, the cringy cringy bits, bits. (laughs) uh, there's definitely mention that some form of the, like, driver introductions that we saw earlier this year in miami will be back do you know what they're going to be doing for those or no i Uh, i have no idea i can only hope that (laughs) will i am will be back ghost orchestrating a (laughs) uh you know a a a mini orchestra Uh, Uh, i don't know i i can't even imagine (sighs) what it will be at this point. Um, There's going to be lots of these different little miniature promotional events Mm -hmm. and things that are all going to be like they, everyone will have like stockpiled their promotional budget for this race. And they're all just going to cancel each other out. Like it's all just going to be like, it's too loud to pay attention to any one of these interesting things and it'll be like oh you know uh daniel ricardo's gonna like drive like wayne newton around the race course you know like somehow like yeah it's like i don't mean like as a passenger like i mean like they're going to like install a a, a, a turbo v6 engine into into <laughs> wayne, wayne newton's <laughs> lower back and daniel ricardo is going to drive wayne newton yeah. around the, the the course uh, uh, as an exhibition of some sorts um god apparently the course is opening between sessions to public traffic because it's such a critical piece of transportation infrastructure which is super bizarre to me that there's gonna be like full traffic of city buses and then like two hours before the grand prix 
yeah. they close it off and they do this. And like, I'm also just surprised that they're also not like setting it up so that all day long they don't have, you know, various hot laps or feeder series or, you know, stunt yep. spectaculars or, or whatever, you know, there's gotta be all sorts of other shenanigans yeah, that's, that that's the other play thing in here is they're not having any of the feeder series. They're not having any of the lower categories or like support races that you would normally see. Like none of that stuff is happening because they are reopening the track basically between sessions. And I, yeah, Again, it's not, they do that for every other street race. They do that. It's normal. It's completely normal for them to reopen the the racetrack. But these are races that, I mean, if you look at- At at Vegas, I would have loved to have just seen like, let's have, you know, at noon, there will be Porsche Supercut. Yeah. At 2 p.m., there will be monster trucks, you know, and just like have it, you know- yeah. yeah, or those weird jumping uh, uh, trucks that they do in like yes. Au- yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Aussie super trucks. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they're not they're not doing any of that stuff. I'm sure there's going to be promotional stuff all over the city. I mean, Vegas yeah. is this is the thing about Vegas is it's for the for people who haven't been there, it is a hugely expansive like metro area, like the urban sprawl is so huge uh but it does kind of like taper out into suburbs eventually uh but like there are great areas all over the place where they could have these huge uh, exhibitions um for sure i I mean there's las vegas motor speedway is like just a few miles off the street from where the race will be held um so uh we'll have and and i think you had called this the moment that this race was announced we will have tons of super cringy yeah. uh vegas slash gambling analogies yep throughout the weekend from everybody yep i've heard it's vegas baby maybe seven million times in the past like two weeks mm-hmm. uh when they're like, well, <laughs> what do you guys expect? I don't know. We got to take our chances after all. And then it's like, God damn, what? Okay. Oh, here we go. Every single publicist, every single publicist. And like, I know that their publicity wings are mostly like European based folks. Uh, so they don't understand how corny it is that every single every single promotional piece contains the phrase it's Vegas baby. Like they don't understand how like cliche and corny it is. Um, I'm waiting for like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, like all that, all those dumb things that are from like the early two thousands are just, they're, they're back and they're not going anywhere. Uh, Um, All right. What, what could be cool about the Vegas Grand Prix? I really, really do think that they should do the underfloor lights. Like they absolutely <laughs> need to do that. It's such, it's such a dumb I'm, thing. I'm with you. I'm laughing, but I'm in, I'm in full support of it, this. Like, come on, y'all! What? 
come on. At the very least, it needs to happen on like the floor edges or 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 even the the those like the safety stays like wrap them up like christmas trees you know with with led lights or something just put any sort of led lighting on these cars in vegas it, you're we're going for it let's just do it right like that's i mean nobody yeah. said that they're not gonna do that right yeah that's true that's true let's uh there's still there's still hope uh i do look forward just to seeing the views of this whole setup. I I do hope that the stands get properly packed out. Yes, me too. And you know, this this turns into the kind of, you know, if it's if we're doing this, the whole point is for it to be out of control, opulent yeah. and like just disgusting and disturbing and whatnot. I even saw one of the uh I, f- I forget it's one of the uh, giant manufacturers of private aircrafts was like talking about like, oh, we're going to have a whole like set up there to service, you know, anyone's planes or whatnot. Like we know that it's going to be like the yeah. densest concentration of private aircraft that's, in the world. That's smart. That's uh, smart. That, that weekend. And so we'll be there. Like, you know, if anything goes wrong, we'll be here to, take care of you or, you know, fix issues or, or whatever. Um, I want to see that sort of like insane, ridiculous level of spectacle. Um, yeah. Presumably the, uh, the Brad Pitt movies got to be f- back in full swing. Yeah. The actor strike yep, is the strike is finished as of the, there's a, a couple days ago. Agreement out. Yep. Yep. So we'll, and there's a good chance that that'll be filming. I, I would it have to think to that this filming. is like a key, yeah, this is a key opportunity for them yeah. to, you know, capture that. And to me, like, yeah, like I, I want to see something that feels like it's like the backdrop or just the setting for like a James Bond film where it's just like, oh, here's like, you know, a bizarre royalty that you never knew existed who are visiting and here's all yeah. sorts of other uh notable figures and and whatnot all converging on this space uh the crowds pack in there everything looks spectacular from the the helicopter view mm-hmm. and we don't have uh cars just like understeering into the wall uh yes. yeah because it's too too cold for their tires to stick yeah um yeah there were there were some great uh someone like i can't remember what account it was but it was like one of those i think maybe like planet f1 uh put out a tweet with like a whole bunch of pictures from uh barcelona 2018 the preseason testing where it was like there's like literally snow on uh on tires that are on racks and like <laughs> the barcelona oh, yeah. circuit yeah, yeah, is yeah, like yeah, yeah. crusted with snow uh and they were like yep. oh first picks from vegas out and it was like yeah yeah it's gonna be it's going to be real chilly. It's going to be real chilly. Um, I am excited to see those cars in those overhead shots of those heli shots where yeah. they are like tearing down those straightaways uh, and like weaving. Like that's going to be really, really cool to see. Um, I would have liked to have seen more. And I know it's like a newer thing. Um, kind of like what they've been doing with like the driver's eye camera, but like that gimbal 
camera that they have yeah. set up. And I know it's the, the way that it gimbals is like the exact opposite of what you would get as a driver. Like it basically like underlines, like if you were going to be like squeezed into the car, if you're taking like a hard right hand turn, it like rotates yeah. down so that the car stays like completely level with the ground. So it's, it's not true to what the driver experiences, but I have to say as like a person watching it, I love that camera angle. Like they've had mm -hmm. it on Fernando's car. I think they had it on Fernando's car this past week. They had yep. it on Max in Mexico and they had it on Lewis. Uh, I think maybe in the States, maybe, uh, or maybe before that, um, maybe it was in, uh, no, it wasn't in Qatar because he wasn't <laughs> wasn't in Qatar really. Um, I mean, he was, but he wasn't. Uh, yeah, I love I love that angle. I want to see more. I want to see that angle, even though it's like pointless on the Vegas Strip because there's not much like elevation and like you know not not many swooping bank turns on the Strip. But I would still like to see that gimbaled cam. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I mean, I would like to think that with all of the development that's gone into this and because this is the only race on the calendar that is like Formula One funded and yeah. operated, I'd like to think that it's also an opportunity for them to have an unprecedented amount of control over like how can we position cameras yep. in unique places or you think of those like those sort of like, I forget what they're properly called, but the sort of like zipline cameras that run down yeah. the pit lane and whatnot. Like how many things like that can they set up and incorporate around this? Because they've got, in theory, full control over everything that's being assembled and prepared and use it as like a test bed for enhancing or just amping I mean, up. You know what I would really love to see? And I mean, I know that it's... I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it would be possible, especially because F1 is working in conjunction with Apple Films. But maybe if they have like some sort of camera that they could set up with like someone who's like in charge of like you know a, a shooter who's in charge of like focus pulling and uh, maybe some like remote operation, but having the ability to like look down one of the straightaways with a camera attached to the bridge. And then as the cars like pass beneath, having it do one of those like crazy whip pans where it like rotates mm -hmm. and then you get to like see the car like taking off in the other direction, kind of like the way that like camera operators sometimes yeah. do in the pits where like they come in and when they like rotate a tire off and you like see the car yeah. like take off and they rotate the camera uh, 90 degrees. Um, I'd love to see something like that. Like I'd love to see any of that creativity come into play. I think I'm optimistic that there will be some some touches along those lines again because it just seems like the stakes are so high for them. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna pull out all the stops and and whatnot. And that most of this was, you know, all prepared for put into play months before there was any sense that like Wait, yeah. we're not going to sell all the tickets. Wait, fandom's going to be on a steep decline, you know, yeah. and and whatnot. Yeah. So, uh, so 
let's let's wrap back around to fandom being on the decline and things being a little bit tricky. Uh, we had uh, at the tail af- after the Brazilian Grand Prix, uh, we had some pretty strong statements come out of the Mercedes camp mostly. Um, and then some kind of like pushback from uh, from Red Bull and like the Christian Horner camp uh, where basically like Toto after the race, like he came on the radio and was just like, this is horrible, Lewis. I'm so sorry. Yeah. We need to give you a car like that you deserve. Um, quite frankly, this car doesn't deserve to win. Like saying like all this stuff this uh, makes me makes me so sad. It does. It does. Like Toto saying, like this is my worst. Uh, this is my worst weekend with the team in the thirteen years that I've worked here. Like just taking all the blame, uh, and that like that was tough to hear. Um, Lewis being like, "Yeah, I can't wait to never drive this car again," which was like, "Hey, didn't we hear that uh, with like the W thirteen? Isn't that what he was saying with like last year's car?" Um, so like that was really really tough hearing George just being like, ah oh, yeah I think in a lot of ways the cars like there's development on the concept for 2024, but that is not resulting in like positive gains for us on track in 2023 and it's like Jesus dude every person there is like kind of shrugging their shoulders they just fired Mike Elliott. Yeah, you can say he quit. Yeah. You can say he walked away or whatever, but yeah, they fired him. He doubled down on the zero pod and it like it clearly didn't work. So yeah, it's it's there's there's there was a lot of negativity coming out of Mercedes. But at the same time, they were like, "Hey, this gives us an opportunity to grow this gives us an opportunity to learn right and Mm -hmm. this is something uh, fernando brought this up too that like when lewis doesn't have the best equipment he tends to still outshine the competition like he's in arguably like one of the worst cars he's ever driven and he's still fighting for p2 in the driver's championship like that that says a whole lot about Lewis and it says a whole lot about the fact that Fernando was the one who was like, "Yo, let's not discount Lewis. He doesn't get bad equipment, but when he does, he's still right up there better than any of us." So, we got to take our hats off to him. Um there's an idea that there's a ton of development going into the car next year that they really do have a good idea. I hope that they do. I don't know though. It's it, I, I mean, yeah, how can you take any any of that seriously after the yeah. past few years of them like brazenly making yeah, the the most wrong moves like and then patting with, themselves with in extreme the back. confidence, yeah. Yeah, when like the slightest thing goes right. Not even when the slightest thing goes right, when like nothing goes wrong they're patting themselves on the back and it's like, you don't get, that's like the baseline is that nothing went wrong. That's the baseline, not just for Mercedes, but for any F1 team, it should be like, okay, good. Nothing went wrong. Great. Now let's work on improving ourselves. It shouldn't be like, Hey, 
pretty cool that we didn't screw this weekend up. I mean, not as bad as Ferrari did anyways. And it's like, well, don't, that's, don't, listen, let the clowns, they're sorting their own thing out. Don't you worry about that. Get your own affairs in order and stop patting yourself on the back for just not screwing up. Uh, that's, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, that's where I'm at too with Mercedes just being like, all right, guys, it is time to just shut up. It is time to just do what you've said you wanted to do, which is do the talking on track because all the talking you've been doing is like pathetic, uh, uh, squeaking from behind someone else, uh, as like Red Bull just takes your lunch and eats it every weekend. Yep. Oh. Uh, did you catch the F the F one with DRS podcast? No, no, I didn't with, uh, so this is a pot and I shouldn't advertise other podcasts on our own. Hey, podcast, you know, that's but, fine. um, and da- I, I didn't even know this existed uh, until there was a whole bunch of news stories that actually just surfaced out of this. Uh, Dax Shepard has a podcast called F One, as okay. in E F F. Yeah, uh, it's it's called F One with DRS because DRS is actually his initials, his full name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the second to most recent episode is Christian Horner. And, oh. uh, it's, uh, it's very fascinating because Christian goes deep on a bunch of different topics and kind mm-hmm. of like, kind of ends up like sp- spilling a bunch of rumors or just, you know, putting a lot of like details out there, but also as you would expect, it's in the sort of like douchiest Christian Horner way of, yeah. of being like, you know, oh, well, let me tell you exactly about what, Daniel Ricardo said when he called me up groveling, you know, apologizing for ever leaving oh, the team that's where in the this, first place. Okay. I'd heard and like, yeah, that. There's, there's a bunch of other random from, okay. you know, zero calorie nuggets that kind of came out of yeah. this thing. Um, you know, uh, always fascinating nonetheless to hear for sure. some candid talk and whatnot. But also, like every single point where I was like, "Oh wow, it's really fascinating!" Like, "Oh, I can't believe he's like really shining light on this stuff that would typically be like very, uh, you know, very internal or very confidential or sensitive or whatnot." And then I realized it was just like, "Oh no, it's just him just patting himself." And yeah, Red Bull setting himself up to like, pat himself on the back. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and, yeah. <sighs> And that's, I think this, so this is maybe where some of like the Christian Horner stuff came from, which was like, Hamilton was like, you know, it looks like uh Red Bull is probably going to be dominant for the next couple of years. Like, that's just what we're looking at here. And John, you and I have like talked about this. We talked about it last year yeah. at the start when we started to get this feeling of like, uh oh, um, and Hamilton has kind of been like completely honest about it. And uh, Horner, I think in that conversation with Dak Shepard was just like, well, Hamilton has like such like a selective memory. He doesn't remember when he and Mercedes were dominating the whole field for eight years. Like we want to win for eight years. Yeah. Uh, and if you just go back and look, yeah, I'm sure if you look at it from Christian Horner's perspective, it felt like Mercedes was just 
dominating them and eating their lunch constantly. But if you look at the stats, that's really not what you're seeing in comparison to the dominance that you're seeing that we're all seeing now with Red Bull where Red Bull, you know, Checo Perez is second up in the driver's championship and is closer in points to Logan Sargent than he is to his own teammate, right? Like that's the level of dominance we're talking about. We're not talking about Valtteri just barely not being able to like come back and win the championship after the Singapore race for a couple of years, after most of the season has been a hard fought battle between him and his teammate. We're not talking about Lewis versus Nico, right? When it was like tooth and nail and eventually yielded Verstappen's first win. Like that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about Verstappen beating the closest competition by at least 20 seconds in every single race for 17 races this year. Like, come on, dude. That's not the same dominance. And it's just wild to hear Christian. I mean, it's not wild. It's kind of expected to hear Christian be like, well, look at Mercedes. They, No one was complaining when they were winning. And it's like, dude, all you did was complain. As, again, yeah. as people who watch this sport and people who listen to these interviews, especially when it was like, oh, now we've got Christian Horner on the pit wall with us during Mercedes dominance. All he did to Crofty, to to everyone, to Varsha, back when Bob Varsha was talking to Christian Horner, it was like, yeah. oh, Christian, how's this weekend going? And he'd be like, well, Mercedes just came out and really just, you know, they're making us look stupid out here. And it's like, that's what you talked about for the eight years that Mercedes was beating you. So for one team principal to be like, hey, we don't have a car that deserves a win right now. And then a driver who's actually on track competing going like, I'm throwing everything I have at this. And I just, we can't, no one can compete. Like no one can compete mm-hmm. with this guy. And like in the same breath saying, you got to take your hat off to him. You got to sh- appreciate what they're doing. It yeah. just, it, if I feel bad for the fans because I felt bad for the fans when I was winning in a dominant fashion, in a quote unquote dominant fashion. Now we're seeing real dominance. And I feel like, bad for the fandom and lewis you're right you should feel bad for us because we do turn in every single week we tune in and we're like hey is someone gonna do something and then like we're laughed out of the room for uh, for assuming that someone could hold a candle to verstappen and red bull right now i mean lando norris fought him for three corners last race. And it was all anyone could talk about. It was yeah. all anybody could talk about. And then Max disappeared 10 seconds up the road and finished the race yeah. almost 15 seconds ahead of his Dis- next. Disappeared like, 10 seconds up the road, turned his engine down and yeah. just put on a podcast and relaxed. And uh, said he almost went off the road because he was watching yeah. Checo battle Fernando. He said that yeah. Max was like, yeah, I was watching Checo and Fernando. I, I, I almost went straight at turn four because I was watching them. And it was like, dude, dude, that's a different level. That's a different level of dominance. So we're al- as fans, we're allowed to go like, okay, can we get some competition? I mean, it can't. 
it can't be fun for Max. Do you, I mean, do you think it's fun for him? I still, I still stand by my theory that this is like yeah. world's saddest multi-world championship. Yeah. Like, I, I almost feel bad for Max. Like, I almost feel bad careful, for him to be careful. dominant and at the absolute top of his game <laughs> in incredible form. Yeah. And just for the response to him just to be like, well, you've ruined everything. Yeah. Good like job. That- as opposed to being celebrated. As opposed to, like, you know, everyone standing around and being like, we all get to live in the era of Michael Jordan. You know, everyone's just like, well, good for you, Max. Yeah. You destroyed everything. Yeah. The simple fact that like they, uh, Red Bull, uh, someone did like a tour of the Red Bull factory. It was like a fan or something. And they took a picture of the Hungarian trophy that Lando broke that like, yep. someone was like, Oh, otherwise this, who no one would care about this trophy except for the fact that like Lando broke yeah. it, which is like that speaks volumes that like a trophy that is like literally bespoke and was broken. It was a one of a kind and it was broken and that got more attention and will continue historically will get yeah. more attention than yeah. Max's era of dominance. Like, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, God, this, I feel like this episode, John, we've just been very negative about F1, but yeah, we, we, we've been, uh, I think taking a little bit of a dark turn lately, yeah. but yeah, you know what? We're only days away from the Las Vegas Grand Prix. We really so. are. We really are. It's about to, I mean, I, as, yeah, as much as I'm like, I'm, I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely expecting lots of cringe. I'm expecting yeah. uh, that there's a very high probability that we all come away from it being like, ooh, that just took something out of the sport. Yeah. But despite all of that, I'm still uh, I'm excited to see it all unfold. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to see cars racing on track. I'm excited to see uh, new levels of cringy spectacle. Yeah. Uh, new flavors of Ferrari failure. Yeah, and yeah, I'm 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 here for I'm here for all of it. I'm still like oh you know, despite despite the fact that it doesn't love us back. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going anywhere. Formula One. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, you got us, baby. You got us. You 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 can throw a temper tantrum in the middle of this Walmart all you want, but girl, I'm not going mm-hmm. anywhere. I am not going anywhere. Uh, I'm going to bring the car around. I'm going to help you carry. I'm going to help you carry out that mini fridge, even though we don't need a mini fridge, another mini fridge. And then we're going to go home and we're going to have enchiladas and it's going to be a wonderful night. Uh, yeah, that's, that's how I feel about F1 right now is it's a, it's, it's not quite an abusive relationship, but like, most of my friends would be like, "Hey, hey, Corey, do you, are you sure you this is what you want?" And I'm like, "No, no, no, this is good. This is good." And they're like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. That's that's where I'm at right now. Is I'm mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, no, F1 is still good. It's still good. Um, I'm 
this is more convincing myself than it is convincing anyone else. But like, yeah, it's, it's still good. Still very much worth my time. Oh God, it's going to be such a show. Vegas is going to be so wild. I'm here for it. I want to see it. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see all the, I want to see all the stupid. Yeah. I want to see it. I want to see it all. Yeah. It's, it's true. I, t- Hey, so I tell like my improv students, I'm like, Hey, don't show me how smart you are. Don't show me how knowledgeable you are. We all know how smart and knowledgeable you are. You're funny people. You're up here. You're putting yourselves out there. You're, you're going for it. Right. Show me how big of an idiot you can be. Show me the dumbest, most stupid, most mm-hmm. idiotic thing possible, and I will clap and I will laugh and I will laud you with all sorts of praises. So that's Vegas, that's your challenge. Show me the biggest, dumbest, stupidest, most idiotic version of a Grand Prix weekend, and I will be here for you. I will be here, I will sing your praises, I will make highlight clips. I'll remember you forever and I'll make sure you're remembered forever. That's my promise. I like how you're, uh, you know, yeah. you're, you're setting Vegas up for just like the, the best possible hold my beer. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. There's nothing, there is, I mean, hold my $26 beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, I try and find a bathroom because it's impossible to find a public restroom in Vegas. That's the other thing is there is going to be an influx of tens of thousands of people. And folks, it's so hard to find a bathroom when you're in a casino, when you're actually physically inside of a casino or a restaurant in that town. It's hard to find. No, I mean, that's going to be the the best bet for everyone anyways. And there's just going to be stories coming out about like. Yeah, uh, we've never had so many uh, slot machines overflowing with urine yeah. before. <laughs> I, we didn't even know. We didn't realize that they were sealed tight; that they could hold that much urine. <sighs> and those are the good slots. Those are like the, the the penny slots are the that. the ones by the door. Yeah, the ones yeah. by the door. <laughs> the, the, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the the loose the uh, the loose slots. The loose slots will the will loose slots. Urine. Yes. Hey. Oh God! Oh, wow. I look at what you've done to us, yeah. Las Vegas Formula One. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, well, we only have a few days now, John. Between the the what, what did you say it was an opening ceremony that they're doing? So we only have a few yeah, days. Some sort of oh. before the pageantry really starts. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're built. It's another thing that the Merc folks said in that video is like our garages are huge. They've got so much room. And it's like, that's the least important component of like of any Grand Prix weekend is like, yeah, we could really put all our stuff in here. It's like, that's not, oh, guys, guys, what a, what a weird thing to prioritize. So it's garage space and pageantry, but they did not think about like pit exit they didn't think about temperatures. <laughs> they didn't think about visibility. They didn't think about facilities for the spectators. Ah, uh, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be great, John. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, okay, sorry. I just looked up the info on this opening oh, ceremony. What do we got? What do we got? Wednesday at 7.30. It's apparently um, a string of musical performances. Okay. Um, Andra Day, Bishop Briggs. I don't okay. know any of these people. Yeah. Journey. I know Journey. Perfect. I'm from New Jersey. Perfect. Keith Urban. Steve Aoki. Perfect. 30 Seconds to Mars. 30 Seconds to Mars. Is that the- Jared Leto's uh, going to be there. Yeah, okay. with Frontman, the Joker himself. Yep. The clown uh, prince of then, comedy. <laughs> and then closing out the list, Will I Am. Mm. So, uh, oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. Also, this past week, apparently, uh, 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 U2 has a residency at the Sphere. Yes. Um, and they were like- naming uh or at least bono was like naming the different uh uh the the different members of the band uh so i don't know oh i'm trying to uh ray mullins jr is the drummer i don't know who he got uh clayton thomas maybe i don't remember the names of the the but i just know that bono gave himself daniel ricardo he was oh. like, and I am Daniel Ricardo. <laughs> it's like, wow, all right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I've also I heard they're shutting down for the whole weekend because I think they're doing something at the yeah. sphere itself, and Formula One has purchased the rights to broadcast whatever they want on, on the, the sphere, sphere, which is an insanely right. expensive ordeal and whatnot. Um, with so, all the yeah. money that they spent, why didn't they just open it up to just like, Hey, if you're in Vegas, come to the race. Like we're going to have like grandstand, like exclusive deals, but also general admission is just, if you come to Vegas, you can partake, you can be around. It's already so it's going to be cold. John, you've been outside in Vegas at night. Like, you know what it feels like at I night. I mean, the, the having like, it would have been way better to sell fewer grandstand seats and yeah. just let everything else, just let general admission effectively be free yeah. to the public and, you know, whatnot. I mean, because obviously, you know, setting the ticket prices as astronomically as they did has turned out to be the ultimate, like, stepping on your own dick yeah. kind of move. And it's so public. It's, I, it's such I, a public do, failure. Yeah, it's, it's so it's such a public <laughs> failure. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's uh, maybe this is just a thing that just like insiders like us geek out about or whatnot. Yeah. But to me, it just seems like it sets like it does put like a serious like fire festival taste in it your mouth. devalues the right brand. out of the gate. Right. Yeah. Like that's the whole point yep. of F1 is, is like one of the most vicious, like <laughs> as far as like, if anything is trademarked with F1, it is a registered trademark. It doesn't matter where you are or what you do. If you put anything that is trademarked or owned by F1, like you, they would, they'll go after you. Like they fully will go after you. So it's just such a weird thing to go like, yeah, I guess we'll de literally publicly devalue the brand by saying a uh, paddock pass costs $20,000 for the weekend. 
up. Oh, just kidding. Mm-hmm. Paddock passes only cost like $5,000 for the weekend. It's like, dude, that is huge. That is a huge thing. And I, th- those are numbers I'm pulling out of midair. That's not actual figures, but it's about that. Like, I bet the difference is not yeah. that much more than what I said. Uh, so it's it's astonishing for a brand that is so diligent about maintaining like the integrity of their brand, right? Like they literally have a dilution fund for anyone who wants to get into F1. Yeah. That's another piece of news. Last little bit of news here before we wrap this up. Uh, Andretti Motorsports. Uh, They are still very much in the running. They're still very much on schedule. Apparently F1 like kind of openly was like, Hey, if GM wants to partner with anybody else, go ahead. And GM was like, yeah, no, we're going to partner with Andretti. And that's the only people we're going to partner with if we're coming into F1. So like, Mm. I kind of love that GM did that. And they were like, you're not, you're not tempting us into the sport and then switching it up at the last moment because you don't like the way that our guy like put his foot down and said like, no, you're letting us in the sport. Like I, I, I kind of love that, that, mm-hmm. that GM did that. Um, also news with Audi. Apparently Audi is kind of struggling a little bit with their engine development. Still there were, there were rumors that I guess there was like this whole thing with the board of directors that basically they were like the old people from the old board of directors or the old execs wanted to be a part of F1, but the new people are like, Hey, we're not so sure we want to be a part of it. can't even sell tickets in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, not great. Um, uh, but apparently Audi like came out, like made a statement, the people who are kind of in, in charge of the F1 project at Audi were like, no, 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 no. We have hit some snares. We are dealing with like producing a brand new engine for a brand new spec of racing. That's what's happening right now. We're just dealing with the growing pains of becoming a Formula One brand. Not, We're not freaking out. We're not pulling the plug. We're not stopping funding. We've already sunk tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars into this endeavor they're the reason that we are losing one of the engine components in F1 in the new regulations because we were trying to court. I say we as if I'm part of this organization. I'm not. Uh, because F1 was trying to court Audi finally. Mm-hmm. They were like, hey, we'll get rid of the one thing that you guys don't make and have never made. We'll get rid of that component. Does that sweeten the pot? Right. And Audi was like, yeah, sure. So Audi's not going anywhere. I might be eating my words in six months, 12 months, but again, much like F1 has publicly devalued themselves by like selling these tickets at Vegas for a premium and then having to drop the prices, Audi has already sunk hundreds of millions of dollars into this project and their shareholders aren't going to just go like, oh, thank you for backing out of a project. Thank you for back, like saving us potential money down the road as a brand continues right. to explode and make more and more money. So I think Audi's sticking around, my opinion. But I just can't imagine that they would go anywhere. Uh, 
anything else outside on the peripherals there, Johnny, of, of F1 that you can think of? No, nothing, no. nothing else on my radar. Uh, you know, just bracing for the week ahead. Yeah. Oh, um, the Braun GP doc debuts, oh, yes. I believe, between now and the Grand Prix, right? I, be- I believe so. I think they're I think it's intentionally it's- dropped. It's on Hulu, right? Yeah, I think so. Either on Hulu or Disney. It's one of the ABC properties, but I think it comes out the 7th or the, is it the 17th? It might be dropping like this, this weekend, like on the day of the Grand Prix. Um, anyways, it's the Jensen Button hosts it and Keanu Reeves narrates it. And it's like, uh, this amazing, there's like a great trailer out for it on that. Like yep. I've watched several times and it's given me goosebumps every single time I've watched it. Um, so that's another thing that's happening as far as stock goes. What do you think? Where are we at, Johnny? I think the stock is moving up yeah. with Vegas action. Um, as I was, you know, looking up little Vegas blurbs today, mm-hmm. um, there's a, a Sunday night football game going on in Vegas right now. And apparently they multiple times during the game were showing the course layout and the paddock and Great. and everything all lit up and and calling it out and whatnot. So I think uh I think this is already a just a global sporting event yeah. apex of its own uh and will certainly bring a lot of uh attention to it and a lot of value to the stock. Yeah. Uh no matter how cringy it is over yeah. the next I mean it's it's been said multiple times, but it, it does bear repeating because it's true. Las Vegas is the entertainment capital of the world. And it it makes perfect sense to have one of the most, maybe the second most popular sport on the planet to show up there and hold a race there. Like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it all fits. I think the stock is also go. I think it's going up not just because of that, but because this season is whether we like it or not, it is controversial because we've got someone dominating the sport and a casual fan may show up and go like, wow, this is crazy. We're seeing like the Michael Jordan of F1 happening right now. And it's just, I know that that's like sacrilegious to say that, but it is kind of what, you know, what a casual fan would see right now uh, if they showed up and started watching F1. Um, let's hope that the casual fan doesn't just get burnt out, though, because they're like, oh, this isn't as exciting because he is just continuing to win. Um, that's on the other teams, too, to show up. I'm interested to see what the Ferrari engine does this weekend, John. I'm very interested. Because there's a there's a chance we haven't seen the Bonato bomb happen, but like we are on a on a straightaway, right? We are at like a very different atmospheric mm-hmm. makeup, right? So Ferraris have never operated in these in, in these environments at these speeds. 
we may actually see, not that I'm wishing anything on Charles or Carlos this weekend, but we may either see a Ferrari that is like truly a, a rocket ship that just like cannot be uh, competed with on the streets, or we could see a, a catastrophe. It's either full on jackpot or snake eyes. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Oh, what a what a what a perfectly appropriate venue to risk all or mm-hmm. nothing. All right. Well, that feels that feels. We've, that we've feels got better. a week to gather all our best yeah. uh, gambling metaphors. Yeah. 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 I feel like John. I mean, I know you're a family man but it is a later in the evening race. Maybe we'll do a drinking game. Maybe we'll do a drinking game with, Oh, with how many like Vegasisms that happen throughout the race. It'll, I mean, it'll destroy my Sunday. (laughs) Yes, me too. Sure. Why not? Me too. All right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, folks, uh, where, where can, all right, uh, before we wrap up, where, where can folks find you out there in the world between now and the Vegas Grand Prix? Oh, you can catch up with me anytime via my home base of johnnymotion.com. Nice. And you can also catch up with me, uh, anytime through my home base, Corey P Willis.com. Uh, and then also F1 files on Twitter, on uh, Instagram, on TikTok, burn Corey burn on all the other social media stuff. Folks, we will catch up with you the next time. Just like you are going to catch up with us the next time on the F1 files. God, I almost want to insert like the jackpot sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I might, I, might, I might do that. I might do that. Okay. Boom.